Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Steph Brandon. Good morning. Uh, For those who don't know me, my name is Steph and today I'm going to be talking about some verses from Proverbs 22 that all touch on the subject of poverty and how we as Christians should relate to the poor. Now these verses aren't actually consecutive but um, I'm going to read through them as if they are. Rich and poor have this in common, the Lord is maker of them all. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rods they wield in fury will be broken. One who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth, and one who gives gifts to the rich, both come to poverty. Do not exploit the poor because they are poor, and do not crush the needy in court, for the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. Now, if you're anything like me, then hearing those proverbs, you probably think, yep, Nothing too surprising there. Uh, Sure, some of the consequences definitely seem to be pretty strong. But overall, don't exploit the poor seems pretty on brand for Christianity. And actually, pretty consistent, to be honest, with the values that many in our society, Christian and non-Christian alike, would profess to live out. And I think, certainly for me, this is sometimes the danger of Proverbs. I can get caught up in the slightly rhythmic nature of a series of pithy, to-the-point two-liners that have just enough familiarity in their message to lull me into a quick read-through. And I realised that that's what I was doing in preparation for this talk, and I had to really remind myself that these aren't snippets of received wisdom of the kind that my grandparents might trot out, an apple a day keeps the doctor away kind of stuff. But these are God-breathed wisdom, And therefore they demand not only greater attention, but also application into my life. So something that I found really helped me to dig deeper into how I should be applying this into my life was to take the truth of each proverb and ask myself how it impacted the others. And what I mean by this in practice is that verse 2 tells us the fundamental trait that both rich and poor have in common. Verse 7 then tells us the critical difference. And verses 8, 16, 22 and 23 tell us how we should act accordingly and what the consequences of not doing so might be. So turning first to that fundamental similarity in verse 2, what does it actually mean to say that the Lord is maker of all, both rich and poor? First, we are all made in his image. And therefore, we are all deserving of equal dignity as image bearers of God. Second, if we are all his creation, then we are all under his authority and ultimately answer to the same master. And third, once again, as his creation, we are all equally loved by him and therefore we all have equal worth. So against this setting, verse 7 goes on to mark out the critical difference between rich and poor. One group has an element of power over the other. And once again, 
very easy for me to look at this and think, well, I didn't rule over anyone and therefore absolve myself of all responsibility. But actually, decisions that I make on a daily basis do have an impact on those with less than me. The goods I choose to purchase, where I do or don't donate money, the way I vote, the way I spend my time, even conversations I might have and advice I might give out, it all has an impact. And when I'm making such decisions, do I both think and act in a way that honours the equal dignity, equal worth and equal ultimate authority of the person at the other end of said decision? The example that really springs to mind to kind of flesh this out is, do I buy a sandwich in a supermarket for the homeless person sitting outside? Or do I go up to that person, engage them in conversation and ask them what, what they would like me to buy for them? Turning now to verses 8, 16, 22 and 23. Having established that the decisions I'm making are having an impact on those with less than me and that I should be honouring all people as equal, loved, image-bearing creations of my heavenly father. Some of these warnings and consequences suddenly feel a little closer to home. Um, Thinking particularly about verse uh, verse 16, sorry there. My first job out of university was to curate the membership rewards programme for American Express black card holders. Giving gifts to the rich was literally my job. (laughs) But taking it away from such an obvious example, have I ever made money from something that at some point in the chain oppressed those with less than me? Could I have known about it and challenged it if I'd asked the right questions? I think that it can be so easy to feel pretty powerless sometimes with these things. Even if we see injustice being played out, the thought that we couldn't have the power to stop it can paralyse us from acting. However, the most poignant part of these verses to me is verse 23, which tells us that God will take up the case against exploitation of the poor. And therefore, that leaves us in the truth of knowing that If you are taking up the case against exploitation of the poor, then you're doing it with God by your side. And I think that that's something to to be celebrated. This morning on HTC Daily, we shared encouragements from our week and thank God God for the testimonies that we have to build one another up. We also prayed into what Steph shared around injustice and asked the Holy Spirit to guide and prompt us where we needed to change some of our behaviours or attitudes.